Thanks so much to the Financial Markets Authority for supporting this episode of The One Up Project. Are you on track for the retirement you want? In this episode, we discuss the importance of your annual KiwiSaver statement. Make sure you check this to plan for a better financial tomorrow. Find out more now at fma.gov.nz slash KiwiSaverCheck. I'll have it linked below in the description for you. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I am here for the second time with Tammy Paper, the Manager of Investor Capability for the Financial Markets Authority or FMA as you may know them. I'm so happy to have her back because I love how passionate she is about what she does and it makes me excited to talk about money and that's honestly why this podcast exists in the first place is to get excited. So today we get to talk about KiwiSaver which is always a timely topic and one of mine and I know your favourites as well uh, being such an important part of most of our our long-term wealth plan. So, Tammy, how are you today? Welcome back. Oh, welcome back. Oh, welcome back. Welcome <laughs> well, back to me. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. um, oh, Sarah, thanks for for having me back on. And it's so awesome to be able to do this in person. Mm. I'm actually now looking at you as opposed so to sort nice. of trying to squint <laughs> over online. So it's really cool. And thanks to everybody for tuning in again. Yeah, it's, it's luxuries these days to do things in person. Oh, so I'm very it? stoked to be here. <laughs> uh, I thought let's start off with you t- telling us a little bit about the FMA campaign that's currently running uh, that we will be mentioning sort of at the start of this episode as well. But yeah, if you could give us a little overview of what's happening within the FMA at the moment. Oh, cool. Thanks, Sarah. So it is June and June is the happiest time of the year because it's the time (laughs) your KiwiSaver statements come out. And the FMA runs a campaign every year just to let KiwiSaver members know that their statements are on the way and it's a good time really to reflect on their financial position. Mm, awesome. Yeah, definitely always is. And could you tell me a little bit about what a KiwiSaver provider actually is? Because something I've noticed is I think when people are starting to become familiar with KiwiSaver, they tend to get a fund and a provider mixed up or don't sort of understand or can separate those two. Well, it's not only the people listening in. I posted something on LinkedIn the other day. LinkedIn, oh, it sounds so pretentious. Um, I was posting a post on LinkedIn and I made the mistake of confusing provider and fund. So it, it does happen. But it could be really easy if you think about the provider. The provider is the name brand of the company or the company that is managing your KiwiSaver. So this could be either the bank. So you might be familiar with the banks or alternatively, it could be a specialised fund manager and we might be very familiar with those. Think of things like Simplicity, perhaps Booster, perhaps, um, you know, AMP. There's a a wide number of them. Mm -hmm. So the provider is actually the person or rather the company, the organisation that manages the fund. Yes. Okay, awesome. That definitely gives a, a clear overview. And so how does this then differ from a KiwiSaver fund and rate? Okay, so uh, I'm going to break this up into two. First, I want to speak about the fund and the rate. Does that work? Yes, perfect. Okay, cool. These things usually work well with an example. So, Sarah, can you give me the name of 
any KiwiSaver fund. Yeah, okay. Um, booster. Okay, great. Um, I can't pick a fund because I work for the FMA and <laughs> <laughs> that might come across as a bit odd. So let's go with Booster. All right. So your provider is Booster. When mm. you get your letterhead, that's the name that's on it. That's, that's the provider who's looking after your KiwiSaver. So now what the fund is, is the fund is the vehicle that your money is in with Booster. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you are in, and we'll speak about the different types of funds now, if you are in, for example, a growth fund, your money is pooled with everybody else that is with Booster Growth Fund and then Booster as the provider manages the fund. Mm. So the fund is the actual vehicle. Then within those funds, you have typically in KiwiSaver land, let's go with the three major ones, conservative, balanced and growth. And these go about the investing strategy. So obviously growth, you know, longer term, more ups and downs, balance, you know, less ups and downs and conservative, less than that ups and downs. So when you think of KiwiSaver and you're trying to figure out what your fund is, generally you'll hear that name. So for example, Booster has Booster Growth, Booster Conservative and Booster Balance. Mm. And that's the names of the fund. Yeah, it's, it's good to clarify between those three because I think when you first start to want to organise your KiwiSaver, there's so many things to take care oh, of yeah. and you often are like, what, what is going on? So to break it down, it makes it easy to know that the provider is the one looking after your fund. The fund is sort of how your money is invested and the rate is how much of your money is then invested. Yeah, so, so do we want to talk a little bit about rate? Yes. Okay. So we've great. great. So we've spoken about provider and we've spoken about fund. Now, rate, we can let's think of it as a percentage, percentage mm -hmm. rate. So within KiwiSaver New Zealand, if you are employed, you need to comp it's, you have to contribute three percent of your before tax salary to KiwiSaver, which must be matched by your employer. So the lowest you can contribute is three percent. The lower they, the lowest they can contribute is three percent. So going back to Sarah in Booster in her growth fund, let's say Sarah is earning sixty thousand dollars before tax. That's your earning your annual earnings. So on an annual contribution, you would be you would be um, paying three percent of that to your KiwiSaver. So that would work out, according to my fantastic maths, um, at approximately one hundred and fifty dollars per month. Mm -hmm. So that would be one hundred and fifty dollars um, from you and one hundred and fifty dollars from your employer, and that goes into you, that goes into your KiwiSaver fund. That's managed by your provider. Mm. So we have the option to choose our KiwiSaver provider fund and rate. Why do you think it's important that we do that? Firstly, because you want to make your money work for you. Okay, mm. And while all KiwiSaver funds are very well regulated, they are different. So when you choose a fund, it's important to think of, you know, have a look at the previous returns, remembering that this isn't a reflection of future earnings. Um, but if a fund has done consistently poorly, I'll leave that to you to, to make the decision. Also have a look at things around fees. Different funds don't charge the same fees. And while it might feel that that's okay when you've got a smaller balance, over the time, the bigger your balance, the bigger the fees become. And it's very important to balance that off with the, the service that you're getting. Mm. Uh, choosing the right fund is very important because the fund that you're in determines how much you're going to get in the future. So as we touched on previously, this we'll, we'll keep them as three major funds. So if you're very young and you've got a lot of time in front of you, you might want to be more in growth funds. Mm. That's the general rule of thumb. 
if you're looking to use your money within the next three to five years, the general rule of thumb is more balanced and under five years is more conservative. And I think that's very important for listeners who are considering using KiwiSaver for their first home because they think, oh, my word, I'm young, therefore I should be in a growth fund. But it doesn't go necessarily about your age. It goes about how long until you need to use that money. Mm. So I think that's a very important thing that we need to... Um, that we need to keep in mind. And then just around your contribution rate, remember that this makes a dramatic difference for your KiwiSaver. So the more that you're contributing, even if it's a little bit more, obviously that has a big knock-on effect down the line. Mm, definitely. And when we talk about providers and the kind of service they're offering and making sure that that, that is a service we're happy with, what do you mean specifically? What kind of service should they be offering or do you think they should be offering to us as the investor? Well... Again, that's sort of a personal preference, so I'm going to reflect on myself because Mm. I can only speak of myself. For for me, investing philosophy is very important. Mm -hmm. So I have chosen a fund based on my ethical principles. It was very important to me. So for part of me, for part of the fee I'm paying, I anticipate my fund is going to continue in that vein. Mm. The second thing is... I want regular communication from my fund. So not just once a year, here's my statement. I want monthly updates. I want them to get in touch with me when something wobbles in the market. Mm. Um, so for me, those those are the types of things. I want to understand how my money is being invested. So really for me, it's about investing ethos and mm. the amount of communication and access to, the, uh, access to the provider I have. Yeah, totally. I think for me, in my personal experience, something that I find really important is the providers care around education and actually making me feel like I understand what's happening with my money and so something that you may not know is when you go onto a lot of providers or KiwiSaver providers websites they often have a some of them have a big education section with blogs and things like that that I think is really useful because it's tailored specifically to KiwiSaver and if it's uh, your provider then it could be tailored to the fund you're in and more specific things about that so I think it's really important to feel not only like you're in the right fund but you you understand why that is and yes. you feel in control of your money is is probably an important one for me so I think it's really cool to hear your perspective on that as well. And I think what's cool is that you and I could be very well in the same fund, I don't know, Um, and we have different but similar expectations. So Mm. it's just really good to know what people expect. Yes, yeah, Yeah, definitely. And so we spoke about how very briefly we've spoken earlier about the fact that a KiwiSaver provider will release an annual statement each year. What is the purpose of these annual statements? Like how, how does that work? Oh, well, the annual statement is a great piece of information because it gives you a snapshot of where you are, where your fund is, you know, what your provider's doing and how where you are on your financial journey. So mm. that is very important. So your statement will provide you with information around how much is your current balance. It will give you information around how much you've paid in fees. It gives you information around um, how much you've made in the year. And what's really great in the funds at the moment, well, it's now the second year, the providers are required to provide you with projections. So how much is this fund going to be when I turn 65? And they also provide that in terms of a weekly, what they would translate weekly to, Mm. which is really good to try and get your mind around, you know, I've got this pool of money and it might sound a lot but what does that translate to on Mm. a a weekly you know weekly income and in New Zealand because you can use your KiwiSaver to draw down on your house what's really nice is we've got the sorted calculator now 
you can actually plot your retirement, including that drawdown for your house, which ah. is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love so sorted. You, yeah, oh, I do too. So you can really get that map because a lot of people look at this projection at sixty-five, and let's say they're in a conservative fund because they're saving for a house. They think, oh my word, but you know, this looks really little at the end of the day. Um, but people are going to draw down perhaps to buy a house, or um, you know, and that's important to take into consideration. Mm, definitely. So it sounds like these annual statements are quite. They're personalised documents to yes. us. It's not just some general statement they're sending out about no. <laughs> about the provider of the fund. So yep. it's something we should be looking at. Why do you think we don't look at these statements? Oh, I love this one. Okay, <laughs> you know what? You know I love the personal story. Yes, okay? so, big fan. Yeah, so so I'm married to a bloke. He's like a ten out of ten, just a cool human, <laughs> and he's a, he's a chartered accountant. So one would assume that being a chartered accountant, mm. he would be like in for the money, man. But he gets his KiwiSaver statement and leaves it in the car. And I, I say to him, where's your KiwiSaver statement? Come, let's, let's do a reflection on where we are on our journey. And he says, no, no don't want to. Okay? Yeah. Um, I'm contributing what I can. If I can't contribute anything more, I don't want to know if I'm in a bad position. He's just got this complete, you know, just no. And this is not an abnormal or bad response. It's actually quite, for a lot of people, it's, it's quite a typical response. And I think people can own that. And in behavioral economics, we refer to this as the ostrich effect. The avoidance of information or financial information that we perceive as being negative. Mm. Okay? So you don't open your KiwiSaver statement. It's the same thing that you don't open a bill maybe, but you don't open a KiwiSaver statement because you're thinking, oh my word, it's just going to be bad news. I don't want to know. It's just bad news. Everything's bad news. I'm going to put it under the no pile. Mm. Now, the problem with this is, is, it's not a problem, but what you will find is the longer you put this off, the more drastic you have to address it in the future. Very true. <laughs> and I think, Sarah, it's very important for us to re, um, reframe how we engage with things. So, you know, when we go into the ostrich effect, it's framing it from a negative perspective. Mm. I don't want to know what's happening. But I think if we reframe it as a boss move, a power move, knowing what's going on is a power thing because you know where you are. Yeah. And framing that... And framing it not as how far I still have to go, but how far I've come, mm. makes opening that envelope quite an empowering thing. Mm. And when I did the sums on sorted with my husband's um, KiwiSaver statement and my KiwiSaver statement, I said to him, come, 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 come for a look. And he sort of sidled up like, I don't know, he was looking at Instagram for rocks for our garden, something. And he came up and I said to him, look, look at this. It's not so bad. It's, you know, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm happy. I'm so glad you did it. And then went off to scrolling about landscaping rocks. But the, <laughs> the point is, is that, um, yeah, you know, frame it as knowledge, as power. Mm. And acknowledge if you've got the ostrich effect. First thing is to acknowledge it. And then the second thing is reframe it. Mm, completely. If control is power a lot oh, of the totally. time, you know. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, and, and it's the small things, you know, and... We don't understand how much just having that knowledge, owning that knowledge, is just such a boss move. Mm, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And so now that we're all excited to yeah. access them, how do we exercise <laughs> your statements? <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So they come old school in the post or by oh. you. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what the post is, yeah. no, I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, so they come they come via the postie or alternatively they come via email. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they're sent through to you and they generally, they generally drop sort of between May and June. 
made next okay. every year. So they should be in your inboxes now. I know I've got mine. As you know, mm. my husband got his. So yeah, that's how that's how they will arrive. Yeah, I think I saw mine come through recently too. And so once we've got them, you know, we've got it in front of us, what should we be looking at or taking note of while reviewing it? Okay. So, you know, as we chatted, it's, it's a real snapshot and it provides you with a lot of information at a nice sort of one page conciseness so there's a couple of things that we that you need to take a look at and as we touched on is around those projections and having a look in terms of the greater scheme of things how am I vibing around where I am in my KiwiSaver journey Mm. now I know the, the easiest way if you feel that you are not on the path you want to be I know the easiest thing is people say you know contribute more that's fair enough I also know people are you know, some people, a lot of people at the moment are, are feeling financial stress. So if contributing a large sum, you know, you think you need to contribute hundreds of dollars, it's amazing if you go on the sorted calculator how much difference just $10 a week makes. Mm. Um, also, it's important to remember if you contribute the equivalent of $10, $20 a week, you get that government rebate back. Mm. That's free money. Uh Technically. So that would be the one thing is to have a look at those uh, projections and and use that to, um, you know, to see and and see if you need to make any changes to your contribution. Another Mm. thing to look at is your fees. We've touched on fees. Yes. And that really ties into service. If if you're paying higher fees, but you're thinking, my fund is working as I want it to, I'm getting all the information and the service around it. Then you're fine. If you're thinking, oh, I don't know about these fees, then then it's time to then it's time to reflect. Um, it also will tell you the fund that you're in. So, for example, as you are in growth or are you, you know, uh, balanced or conservative, and obviously having a look at those funds will also impact your projection. It also provides you with your private information, so things like name, surname. It gives you your tax rate. I'm mm. not a tax expert. Um, but you can go look at IRD to make sure you're in the right tax bracket. So it really gives you this big snapshot of information. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, that was a bit of a verbal blah, but yeah. No, I love it. It's completely <laughs> understood. Um, and so, you know, we've had a look over it now. If we're not happy with something in our existing annual statement, like we think our fees are too high, for example, how do we go about looking for another provider or should we be looking for another one? Well... It's you, you can look at a new provider anytime you want to. When it comes to looking for a new provider, um, as the same as changing your fund within the provider, it's important to look at the whole picture. Mm. Changing, fu- changing providers should be something you reflect on and don't only look at one aspect. So don't only look at the fees, for example, and say, oh my word, I'm paying too much in fees. Mm. Think about that experience in its totality. If they are providing what you think is good service, then, you, then perhaps the fees aren't as disproportionate is what you think they are. Yeah. If your returns are in line with in line with what you were imagining or in line with what's happening in the market, you know, that's something to reflect on. Uh, if you are, you know, the, so, so I would say take the whole thing into entirety before you decide to change either fund within a provider or change providers. It's just that whole mm. picture. Don't knee jerk. Don't go, oh my word, I just don't like mm. my provider and jump. Yes. Really spend time thinking about it. And you're free to change. If you look at it and you go, oh, I don't want to change. Um, you know, I want to change. It's just very important that you make sure you do your research before you jump. We mm. speak about research when you take up Kiwi provi- KiwiSaver with your whoever your provider is. Whenever you change a KiwiSaver provider or change a fund, you have to do that research again. Mm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It, it 
it reminds me of our last conversation around market volatility. We had an episode which you should all go and listen to if you haven't already because it's so great. <laughs> um, but I've been releasing some TikToks at the moment around KiwiSaver and there's just so many comments of people saying like, oh, it's, you know, I'm just losing money in there so I'm going to not contribute and I'm going to oh, change yeah. this and change that. And like you said, knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. And I think people struggle with realising that maybe that's actually not the best thing to be doing. Yes. And and remember, it's important to, and that reflects back to this conversation we had last time, it's important to remember that investing is a long haul thing. Mm. And at the moment, a lot of us can see our balances on, on our phones, where in the past you didn't. You, I mean, you got your, your, your statement once a year or whatever it was, and that was what you saw. So you saw more of a balancing out over time. Mm. And yes, there are small mo- movements in the market. There's also big movements in the market. But like we spoke about last time, if you look at it over a period of time, it does go up. Mm. Um, so, th- so that's very important. Also remember, if you decide not to contribute because you don't think you're making enough money now, you're robbing yourself in the future because contributing a little bit is still far more than contributing nothing at all. Mm. So I think that, I think, you know, that whole thing of pausing and, and just reflecting on this thing um, before we act is, is very important. Yeah, definitely. And what, in your opinion, actually makes a good provider? Ooh, that's a really good question. For me, a good provider is one that does that what is on the label. Mm. So, so it's one that's transparent. You know, I can see where my fees are going. I have easy access to them when I have a question. You know, for me, I'm a person, I'm a people person. So please don't ask me to complete an email and send you an email. It's not the way I operate. I want to be able to pick up a call, speak to someone, ask my questions. Other people want to drop an email or, or you know, do the chat. So for me, a good provider is one that's got that flexibility for engagement. Mm. Like you say, a good provider is one that provides you the information, so informational education, everything you need to make a good financial decision around KiwiSaver. That to me is sort of fundamental. If your fund's not giving you that, then you know you reflect on it. I'm not going to tell you to move or not move. It's you, Just reflect on it. Um, a good provider is also one, for me, again, something, someone that um, aligns with, that is transparent in terms of aligning with my personal ethical values. Yes, definitely. And I think that's something that more and more uh, KiwiSaver members are, are demanding um, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm not, I rush into Mecca, I say, oh no, vegan, and you know, it doesn't test on animals, and then you take your KiwiSaver statement, and they're investing in the very company I'm trying to avoid buying products from. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's those types of things. So that, for me, for me, a, a good provider, someone that provides you access, someone that is transparent, someone that provides you sufficient education, and someone that aligns with you. Mm. I love that. And we've spoken, kind of touched on this a little bit, but how can a provider continue to support us after we've chosen them to be our provider? Like, I guess like you were saying, that flexibility of service, is there any other things that you would add to that? Yes. And I haven't touched on this previously, and I I think it's very important. So thanks for asking this question. If you get your KiwiSaver statement and you're going, oh my word, before you jump ship or before you make any decision, a KiwiSaver provider must be available to you. Mm. So th- so you can reach out to them and they can provide you with advice and information before you make the decision. You know, mm. 
and I'm guilty of this, sometimes I look at big companies and I go, okay, that's just a stone wall, so I don't necessarily engage with them because I just think it's going to be too much effort. KiwiSaver providers must be available. So you can pick up the phone, you can drop an email, you can, you know, there, there, there is that level of engagement. Now, different funds have different ways of contacting them. For for me, my fund needs to be available on the phone. Yeah. Um, so, so that's something that I considered. I think that something that's really important when it comes to financial literacy in general is people having context around the why. Like, why is something relevant yes, to them? Why is it important to them? So why is understanding your KiwiSaver important and relevant even if you feel like you're years away from these things that you want to be doing like buying a first time or retiring okay very good question and you know we all live in the okay correction not fabulous people on this podcast (laughs) I've always lived in the illusion of I'm going to be youthful forever (laughs) so retirement is something that happens way down the track unfortunately 40 sneaks up so quickly (laughs) but the sooner you start thinking even if you think retirement is a long way away the longer you leave starting to build up retirement wealth the harder it becomes to achieve that ultimate financial goal that you want to because KiwiSaver, like most pension funds, work on a compound interest model. Mm. So therefore, the longer you're in it, the more interest you accrue, the bigger the balance at the end of the day. And then you can contribute less and you're going to get, you know, because of the compounding effect. However, if you have left it to 40, that's fine. You're never too late to start. Okay, so I just want to get that message out there that don't be despondent. If you haven't started very young, it's, it's always a good time to start. Thinking about your KiwiSaver can, when you're younger or wherever you are on your journey, you can actually start your behavior around it. So that regular contributions, you know, if you start contributing from the very first paycheck, for example, you don't feel that that, that money is gone to your KiwiSaver. So you don't feel it, it's gone. And, and that creates mm. that just that consistently paying in, you know, and, and um, being able to access a bigger amount at the end of the day. When you're looking at pay, buying for your first home, for example, that is a very, that for a lot of people is a, a shorter term goal than retiring, even though sometimes in the market it might feel that you're going to retire before you can afford a house. Um, yes. <laughs> it's, it's important to know where you are in your KiwiSaver so you can achieve those specific goals. Mm. And saving for your first home is a different investing strategy than saving for retirement given the time horizon. Yes. Totally. And I think that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think sometimes it can be hard for especially young people and the, the concepts of keeping up with the Joneses and trying to have oh, this yeah. and trying to have that. And now that COVID's over, we want to travel and feeling like, how do I make this relevant to now? Um, but I think just having the basic understanding of things like compound interest and how little changes now can have huge effects down the line is really mm. important yeah and, and I think that's an imp- I really do think that's an important one and like I say we, we have a tendency to think you know we've got many many years ahead of us and pretty much I would imagine all the fabulous people here do uh, <laughs> but being serious time moves quicker than you think it does mm. and contributing a little bit at the beginning right the way through does you better in the long term than trying to contribute a lot later on. Yes. But if you're contributing a later on, any time's a good time to start. So mm. it's just it's just reflecting. It's just reflecting on that. 
um, yeah, is is very important. And it's important, you know. People say retirement, retirement, and you have to have this big nest egg and da 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 da. It's true. It's great, but it's also important to live. And this is another message that I want to give people that are listening. It's important to have that balance. It's important to have different goals. So like you say, you're saving to travel. Then you've got a midterm goal. Perhaps you're saving towards a house. And then you've got your retirement goal, which you're saving towards over the longer term. So it's important to make sure that you see things you know, you see things as steps in a journey. Yeah. Yeah, and, and making sure that you... Balance everything, for lack of a better description. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you, Tammy. That's a really valuable overview. We've covered so much. So is there any final tips or things you would want to review from what we have spoken about uh, around people um, looking at their annual statements or, or KiwiSaver? Yes. The first thing I would say is if you have taken a, a, um, a break can't think of the right word now. But if you're taking a break and contributing to your KiwiSaver for whatever reason, now is the best time to start. And as I said, even if you start small, $20 a week gets you your government rebate, um, even if it's as little as $10 a week. Anything to start building, get going, get going, get going, because the longer mm. you put it off, the more effort it is later on. So that would be the first thing. If you've taken a break, start again. The second thing is, if you haven't started at all, start. So, you know, have a look at KiwiSaver as, as a vehicle. I, I have, and I'm in it, and it's, it's great. And the third thing is, spend the time looking at your statement and spend time on calculators such as Sorted or perhaps your fund calculator. Spend some time having a look at different options. If I contribute at 4%, if I contribute at 3%, if I contribute $10 extra, if I, if I have in a growth fund or a defensive fund, spend time with those calculators, seeing and getting those projections for, for the long haul. Mm. I actually found it quite a fun activity because I could put in like, okay, if I put in $10 more, I'm going to get so yeah, much. Well you great can, fun. <laughs> yeah, you can do a bit of trial and error yeah. and like say, kind of make up situations if your life was to change in one way, how would it affect you potentially, which I think is a really cool overview to have right in front of you. Oh yes, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and are there any other resources we can go to to further educate ourselves around this? Yes, the FMA at the moment, you can go to fma.gov.nz forward slash KiwiSaver check. I'll repeat that, KiwiSaverCheck. And on that link, we've got all sorts of information around KiwiSaver, um, elaborating on some of the topics we've touched here. Uh, if you want practical, so you want to play around with calculators and you know see what this would be worth, etc., Sorted is a, is a great place to go. And they've yeah, recently updated their calculators. So they've got such cool functions mm. now. Yeah, I didn't actually so, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go and spend some time. I really like that one about drawing down for your first house yeah because that was always so complicated for me okay but if I draw down in my first house at 35 how is that what am I going to have when I'm 65 you yeah. know if I start paying back and now you can actually see that graph yeah so I, I think that's great yeah definitely oh well thank you so much for your time again Tammy seriously it's so valuable having you here and I, I love talking to you so just thank you so much I'm very excited to hear everyone's thoughts oh no and thank you thank you Sarah I really enjoy chatting to you and, and I enjoy I hope that those listening in get something from it and I would really look forward to chatting you about chatting to you about something else yeah definitely 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice, then please seek advice from a professional.